If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Tell you what, let me explain. It's free. Free. Nothing. Nada. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Yeah, your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. Uh, and i tell you, the distribution is fantastic. You can make money from your podcast. Yes, money. Yes, you can make money with zero or no minimum listenership. Pausing for dramatic effect. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I tell you what, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started and do it now. Now, go, 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 do it now. Go. Attention all internet. Put the children in their cages. Shoot your pets. Yank grandmother's plug. Put down your crack pipe. It's time for Very Good, Very Quick. Welcome to Very Dark, Very Quick. Uh, I am Mike, and as always, I have Aaron with me. Hello, Aaron here. So, Aaron, um, this will be our fourth episode, and I think that uh, we both agree that we could be doing better. I don't agree with that. I think I'm awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. And I think but you're great, too, Mike. I think, uh, I think what, we, what we have talked about is possibly changing kind of the nature of the show. Um, we in the past three have, uh, kind of relied on a Craigslist barrel of information and it can be good. It can be bad, uh, mostly bad. And so I think what we've decided to do is kind of pick a subject each week and, um, use that subject as a jumping off point for most things we talk about. Is that fair? Sounds great. Okay. So this week we picked, uh, well, actually this was your subject. So why don't you tell us about it? Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the Mothman. Okay, so there's been a lot of recent sightings of the Mothman, like just you know now, like over the last two months, there's been just tons of sightings, like even mass sightings of the Mothman. So, do you know what the what do you know about the Mothman, Mike? Well, the only thing I know about the Mothman, of course, you know, I know it's an urban legend, like the uh, New Jersey Devil or anything else. Um, but the only thing I really know about the Mothman is from the Richard Gere movie of, what is that, about 99, 2001, something like that. Uh, I know it had the three red dots. Um, I guess those were eyes. And then it's supposed to be seven, eight foot tall, wingspan, flies away. I, that's really all I know. Yeah, that's uh, that's the long and short of it. But one thing that the Mothman is known for is being a harbinger of doom. Every mm. time the Mothman has been sighted, there have been disasters that follow. And, you know, there are people that will accuse the Mothman of being the cause of them, but that doesn't really seem to be the gist of the urban legend. It's more like he just kind of shows up before shit goes tits up. Okay, so the Mothman was spotted in Chernobyl uh, by people that were working at the Chernobyl nuclear facility in uh, 1986 right before the meltdown, like a week before, you know, of course the famous meltdown in Chernobyl where basically the city of Pripyat became a nuclear wasteland that nobody can go to anymore. There's probably mm-hmm. people that are going to hear this that don't know about Chernobyl. These youngsters. Ooh. Yeah. That kind of scares me a yeah. little bit. It makes me feel very old. Yeah. You, well, yeah, they're fucking old. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> so it, any of you kids out there, look up the Chernobyl disaster. It's fucking, you won't believe it. It was insane. 
the one thing that I did read in preparing for this, uh, there are some folks that believe that uh, the Mothman might be from another dimension <laughs> and shows up uh, when things are about to go bad, kind of as a warning sign or something like that. Have you heard that? I have not. Why don't you tell me about that? Because <laughs> well, I'm fucking that's... interested. I did not know that people think that the Mothman is from another dimension. No, well, that's, Mike, that's... I had not fucking heard that. Was that that's... like Alex Jones talking? <laughs> Breakthrough. No, break okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, that was one of the things that I read last night. I was I was kind of perusing an article, and um lady with a dog saw him show up, scared the crap out of her and her dog. Uh, a boy and his and his father are fishing next to a lake. They it seems like he shows up around water a lot. Yes, Have you heard that? yes, okay. absolutely. That okay. that is a very common theme with the Mothman sightings. It's almost always near a body of water, a lake, or a river, or you know, the yeah, ocean. I think there's been a couple of bridges that collapsed and things like that right after his sighting. Um, but then at the end of the article, uh, and I don't know if the guy writing the article was just arguing with himself or what, but um, he stated something about the Mothman possibly being interdimensional. That's, so that's interesting. That's, that's that's really all I know. I mean, he didn't say, oh, he could be from this dimension or that dimension. Yeah, I mean, how just, far? Hey, maybe he's interdimensional. Yeah, how far can you really speculate into that? kind of a theory but you know people do it uh-huh. people do it david ike or whatever his name is that dude anyways who's uh, david ike david ike i think is the name see okay i always get these guys confused i think there's two david ikes there's the david ike that was the writer of the Battlestar galactica series that came out mm. you know the okay. the last one the really fun the new one, one. The, yeah. yeah the good one well yeah. they were <laughs> anyways it was fantastic and then there's another David Icke who is, uh, he's best known for being the guy who is accusing like higher level politicians and, and, you know, uh, uh, privileged people, um, reptilians. He's the ah. reptilian agenda guy. That's his mm-hmm. claim to fame. Basically what I'm saying is this is a guy who doesn't mind going far down the speculation rabbit hole. You know, he'll take it all the way to the end. He'll dive yeah. in. I mean, you know, this guy's like, what? Man, sometimes people get fucked over. Sometimes the poor get trampled on. I guess that means that the entire government is a bunch of reptiles. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's as good an excuse as any, I would imagine. Right. No, I would say that is the most extreme, you know, uh, the most extreme way you could take that. Yeah, I like the. I like thinking that uh, maybe half of the government is made up of reptiles. I, I think that explains a lot. It would explain a lot, yes. But then yeah. you have to rationalize that with the fact that you think that they're reptiles, and that's fucking stupid, and that they have shape shifting abilities. See, okay, so I, I'm gonna be honest with you here. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you into my mind a bit. I actually have watched like everything David Icke has ever put out. Mm. And I'm, I don't believe in the reptilian agenda in any way, but they it is a creepy rabbit hole to jump down because they've got all these videos of like famous people uh, like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and George W. Bush and well, all the Bushes really just loads of people. You know how when you're taking digital video 
and you um, sometimes you get aberrations in the video after it's been transferred from medium to medium. Like you you record a video, you put it on YouTube, it gets ripped off of YouTube and put up on some new site, and you end up with these generations and and you know generations of compression. They'll they'll find these clips of you know elite people that have these video compression anomalies and exploit and they'll say oh this is their uh this is their device that cloaks them in human form uh, this is their machine fucking up you know they're cloaking uh, and fucking up you know and it's actually pretty fucking creepy because those those types of you know clips are creepy anyways to me you know sure, sure, where it's, sure. It, it's got that slight uncanny valley effect and it's it's a little bit unsettling and this guy has found hundreds of those and it's kind of fun to watch you know so, god can you imagine just sitting there and going through that video over and over and over until you find all those clips because he knows that this is bullshit he knows that those are just anomalies he's smart enough to make movies and shit he knows what that is right so so i mean is he like like trying to do the alex jones thing but for reptiles oh, i mean no, for those kind of people no this well hat set this guy's way before Alex Jones. If anything, I would say that this guy inspired Alex Jones a lot. Because uh, really? yeah, oh yeah, I used to listen to Alex Jones back before he was, yeah. back when he was kind of Art Bell level weird, right, right, you right. know, yeah. where it was it was funny. Now it's not fucking funny anymore. Now it's really right. scary. But anyways, I used to watch him back then. And David Ike, he was always talking about David Ike. He had David David Ike on the show many times david ike was the og for the reptilian agenda theory alex jones merely adopted it is there anybody at any kind of high level that buys into this reptile thing you mean like in government in in law enforcement well, yeah government oh, law enforcement like, media anything like that no because these guys that speak out about this for some reason all seem to have like really mundane pasts you know they they like to think that they didn't because you'll see guys that'll that these guys that have UFO sightings, it'll pretend that they were 30 years in the Air Force and blah, blah, blah. And then you start looking into it and they were never in the Air Force. They always have these sketchy pasts. You know, there's always some reason why you might not want to believe them. But huh. that doesn't mean that they're not right. And now, Mr. Dr. Science, PhD. Greetings and salutations. This is Mr. Dr. Science, Ph.D. I would like to talk with you about a legendary creature by the name of Mothman. First of all, Mothman, really? That's the best name you could come up with? This creature has been known to frequent places over the past 50 years like Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It has been known to have some supernatural capabilities as well as possibly even being connected to a collapse of a bridge, the Silver Bridge. It's kind of popular in books and movies, and I just want to get down to the point. Really, a moth the size of a human that looks like a man that flies? I don't think so. Let's put the science to this. Number one, in order for an adult human male to get lift and fly off the ground, wingspan would need to be about seven meters. Seven meters. That's 23 feet. 23 feet, ladies and gentlemen. There is no way that an average size male could have that much matter on the back of his back. So let's think about that. 23 feet, terrible idea. Proves the Mothman does not exist right there. Number two, in order to power those 23 feet long wings, 
it would need a huge supply of energy. And as far as I know, moths typically only eat honey, dew, and other liquids to gain nutrients. Do you realize how much honey, dew, and other liquids a human male would have to consume in order to be able to fly 23 feet wings? Okay, let's think about that for a second. Mothman, I don't think so. The whole idea that you exist doesn't even make sense. I'm going to go ahead and assume that it was probably a giant owl or somebody on some really good drugs at the point. But right now, two facts in science when it comes to getting things to fly as well as producing the, or consuming the energy to get things to fly, that's quite a bit. And you know, I know what I'm talking about with this science thing. I do have an honorary doctorate degree from the University of Denmark. Mothman, you don't exist. This is debunked. And again, this has been Mr. Dr. Science, PhD. Talk to you later. So back to your back to your Mothman thing. Yeah, you were uh, mentioning the bridge collapses, and this is actually kind of the meat yeah. and potatoes of the Mothman um, lore, the Mothman legend. There was there's actually two different um, bridge collapses that the Mothman was sighted around, and you're gonna have to hold on. I gotta find them in my notes. I'm just wondering what the hell moths have to do with with bridge bridges collapsing, and why is he a Mothman? I mean, why is he not like the Hawkman or the or the whatever? I mean, he's just a big dude with wings, right? Well, see, that's the thing is he's it, the Mothman is often described more like a, a large bat, and he's okay. like in the current thing in Chicago, they're yeah. actually not necessarily calling him the Mothman; they're calling him the Chicago Phantom. The uh-huh. Chicago Man Bat, the uh-huh. Chicago Owl Man, and the Flying Humanoid of Chicago. Nobody's. It, it seems like the Chicago media isn't quite keen on dropping the M word on this situation just yet. Well, they said something about uh, the newest or the 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 uh, Christopher Nolan Batman's being filmed in Chicago. Also, uh, that was like the backdrop of um, I guess Gotham. Whenever he shot those movies, is that right? I have not heard about this. Go on. That's what that's what they said. They said that uh, Chicago skyline was used as Gotham skyline in those movies, and so that may have a coincidence in them seeing this man bat moth person thing. So you think it's just Ben Affleck stunt double <laughs> zipping around the skylines in the middle of <laughs> Chicago? Well, I mean, are we really? I mean, are we really going to poo poo that? Got, I mean, is hey, that, Mike, that could possibly be a thing? Mike, you got squeaky squeaky noises. Coming. Oh, sorry. That's probably me. Sorry. Is that better? Yes. Well, there's not. Cur- it doesn't currently <laughs> sound like people are having sex on the couch behind you. It's. It was my pen. Um, I need a. I need a very quiet fidget spinner <laughs> or something. Yeah. Talk yeah. to Volk. He'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah, he's got some big ones. I would imagine. He, he spins fidge, man. <laughs> and now, shut up. You're wrong with Volk. Dare he? By the way, this is Lord Volkart. How dare he say there's no way the myth, the legend, that is the Mothman exists? Can you prove where the hell the myth came from? Can you prove where the inspiration? Can you prove that Silver Bridge story? We don't know. There's no way to determine whether or not this figure could be an angel, and yet we see it as one other thing. Could be death. It can be anything. In the submethal realm. We don't know. We shouldn't judge. That is not what we do as a species that has discovered so many things. So that is my 
rage is when you just want to negate it because you can say, oh, it's got to enable itself to eat. We define so many different things, but we don't have a guarantee on what something else eats. We, we barely know what the hell great white sharks do as a whole. And here we are. You know, there's no way the Mothman's fucking real. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no s- billions of stories coming around in the United States. Just like, you know, Sasquatch, motherfucker. There's no way that you can just lay that out. Wing size, food. There's What if it doesn't eat? What if it truly is an angel? Of death. You know, there's, there's so many what ifs. There's so many things. And that's what drives me nuts when you want to turn away from that. There's no way you can just turn away from that. We are that much more by having the legend than not having the legend. So thank you very much, man of science. But do not negate the beauty that is the legend. Thank you very much. This is Lord Volcar. All right. So where were we? Uh, we were on Ben Affleck Batman. Uh, and I was dropping it from there. So, um, all right. Next thing on the Mothman. Well, the thing, the, the crazy thing, and it's not just really this, uh, in Chicago, a lot of people have been in addition to the math, man, the math, bad math, man, <laughs> it's math, man. Anyways, no, in addition to the Mothman sightings in Chicago, a lot of people have been reporting that they have been having nightmares about nuclear war. Like, yeah, you said something about that last night. It turns out it's not just people who... It's not just people in Chicago that are having this problem, too. There's also a guy in Lubbock that said he had a dream of a nuclear bomb exploding. So, but what the fuck does that prove? Oh, that I had a dream shit. about a nuclear bomb. Well, it, now that I get into the meat and potatoes of the story, uh, it's it's really three people. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna make this part of this thing real short then okay yeah yeah all right (laughs) three people people. okay so anyways about the people who uh the people who are dreaming about nuclear war there was an article by nick redfern in, in august that was talking about people who are having dreams of nuclear war in Chicago, he, he's had a bunch of people contact him about it, and uh, you know, it's just one of those weird things that's out there that kind of seems to be related to this incident. How is it related to the Mothman, though? Well, it, you know, I guess it's not really related to the Mothman. It's just something that these that the uh, researchers online, people like Nick Redfern, have kind of uh, connected the dots on. So you know, I would, I was going to say, you know, that may be more of a Trump thing. I mean, it may just be people worried about, you know, the state of things in the U.S. or whatever. You think it's uh, it's kind of has to do with the high stress that kind of seems to be afflicting everybody right now? Could be. Could be. I mean, I, what else are you going to dream about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah. kind of it kind of knocks those dreams of, you know, going to school without your pants off. Um, you know, maybe it uh, knocks up the nuclear nuclear winter a little a little a couple of notches. Yeah, well, shit, man. I've I got to tell you, I have some crazy ass dreams. I mean, like, you know, I think there has been kind of an increase in in the bad dreams that I've been having lately. I mean, it could also be, you know, I got about a bajillion irons in the fire right now. But yeah. uh, you know, still, I have been having more nightmares than I'm used to having. Mothman. It, do you think it's it's a it's a harbinger of doom, man? It's a harbinger. You every time, every eyes. time you have a bad dream, something awful is going to happen. So just remember that, people. Oh, thanks. 
<laughs> We're here to make you feel better. There was a sighting September 7th, 2017 in the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago. It was a large creature with a 12-foot wingspan flying above the tops of trees. And it, like you were talking about earlier, it took off uh, towards the southeast, towards uh, the water, basically. Mm-hmm. So, and then... Just a few days later, uh, a man sighted a dark object. This was on September 10th. Uh, he mistook the object for a jet, uh, but when he got closer to him, he's, he was able to see that it was a large bat-like creature. Um, and then an hour after he saw that, a nurse across town saw the same thing, uh, noting that it was a large bat that had humanoid legs, she said. Mm. Yeah. So it's a. we know that it is a flying bat with legs, which, you know... They're not saying it's the Mothman, but it's it's the fucking Mothman. So, yeah, and yeah, then the next day, and then the next day, which was September 11th, dun, dun, bum, dun, bum, bum. <laughs> at about 10, 10.25 a.m., uh, there was a woman that was living in a high-rise on the 25th floor in uh, South Chicago. She saw out of her window a large bat-like creature, and she said that she'd actually seen it before back in May. And uh, she described it as being around six to seven feet tall with 12-foot wingspan. And she said it was just gliding around outside of her window. And uh, not not outside of her window, but she could see it gliding around the city outside of her window. And she says that uh, all of her neighbors have seen it and that a ton of people saw it that day and that they talk about it all the time when they're playing crib um, back, at the, just, back at Gladys's apartment. I, I, I just can't believe that that a 12 foot wingspan man bat is gliding around and people are just like, yeah, I saw it again last night. It was something else. Yeah. So how's uh, how's Timmy? Yeah, well, I mean, but if that was the reality of your situation, that's exactly how you would be. Think so about it. You think if you think if you and I lived next to each other and um, we went out and we saw, let's say, uh, a 40 foot duck. And it just roamed around the neighborhood. We would just be like, oh, seen the duck today? No, I hadn't seen it today. I saw it yesterday. Took a shit on the street. And uh, I need to replace my carburetor. Do you think that's how the, I mean, we'd just be that casual about it? I think we would be after a few days. Yeah. Yeah, I think we would. I mean, what else are you going to do? There's a giant duck taking shits. But you got to go to work, man. You got kids to feed. And now, yeah, obviously, obviously, Mike, I don't think you and I would be so casual about it. We would probably be like, let's figure out what this fucking duck is. But uh, I think the average, you know, soccer mom, you know, people with shit to do. I mean, we got shit to do, but, you know, people with yeah, less but- inquisitive minds and maybe a little bit less of a, you know, uh, you know, we would we would. Anyways. Yes, Mike. <laughs> yes. We, things would eventually someplace. get back to normal. And now, a word from this week's sponsor. Are you single? Do you love fire? Are you looking to mingle with other sexy fire-loving people? Flamefuckers.com, the web's only all-arsonist dating site. Meet real arsonists and firebugs in your neighborhood. See if anyone sparks your interest and fans your flames of love. At flamefuckers.com, log on today and kindle a new hot romance at flamefuckers.com. Flamefuckers.com is a subsidiary of Yum Incorporated. All rights reserved. Yeah, so so uh, you and I have talked a lot before about uh, the the leprechaun sighting. Oh, know, yes. 
where the gold at. Where, I want to know where the gold at. Yeah. And I'm saying it just takes one person to say, we have a giant fucking duck in our neighborhood for somebody from the news channel to just go, oh, I got nothing else going on. Let's go down there with a camera. And then everybody is out on the fucking street looking for the giant duck. I just don't understand why the bat's not the same thing or the moth or whatever. You, you got a good point because the guy who released all this information is a guy named Lynn Strickler. And basically he's a mothman researcher. Ah, so there you go. it doesn't, you know, this guy, this is a guy that specializes in Mothman. So you know, when you're a, <laughs> when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. He specializes in Mothman information. That's good. Well, and see, that's another thing. Have you heard of this guy, David Politis? No. The missing four one one guy. He's the guy that goes into real. He goes into really great detail about these disappearances in national parks. Uh, like there's a lot of them. It's actually kind of a compelling, uh, situation when you look at the statistics and stuff. Uh, but this dude is clearly a Bigfoot, uh, fanatic. So, it, and he doesn't really talk about it in missing 411, but he does talk about it when he's not talking about missing 411. He's, so miss, missing 411 is just people that go missing in parks? Missing 411 is his project where he is compiling data on people that have gone missing in national parks all over the country. And there's been a lot of them. Um, and some of these disappearances are actually pretty spooky. Like there will be a uh, family walking together. Maybe there's a six-year-old boy and uh, the you know they turn their eyes away for one fucking second and the kid just disappears. I mean, gone without a trace. And that there are several cases that sound just like that. And then they'll find uh, either the, the child, dead or alive, and or clothes, uh, things like that, um, like miles away from where the kid disappeared, where it's just impossible for them to, to have made it that far on their own. So he's saying it's a Bigfoot or a Yeti or a he, whatever? No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that at all. And that's kind of, but I feel like it's kind of implied because he is a Bigfoot researcher. Like that's, uh, that's what his thing was. You know, that's, that is something that he has been outspoken about. So the missing 411 thing, he just basically reports these things. Does he ever mention, I don't know, mountain lion? Yeah. Yeah. They do. Um, he does tend to weed out a whole lot of cases that well the cases that he actually puts in his book so the missing 411 see the thing with this is he's an author he writes a lot of books and there's a series of these missing 411 books i think there's like seven or eight of them now i could be wrong on that but there's a lot um he's been doing this for years and years this guy's actually been around for a while i can't believe you hadn't heard of him because uh, he actually has gotten a little bit of mainstream acceptance with this theory because it, it is a very compelling evidence that he's got, but he does not really go into cases that are not just really weird. Like if animals can be ruled out, he does not present those cases. But the thing is, is he's got his pick of the litter because there's thousands of these hundreds of them a year. It's a lot. It's kind of weird. So one of the things that I found in looking up Mothman stuff was that, uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. That was the first place, I guess, that he was seen. And that was back uh, late 60s. And now there's an annual festival in Point Pleasant devoted to the Mothman legend. Uh, apparently at this uh, 
at this festival. It's a weekend long, held on the third weekend of every September. Uh, a variety of events go on during the festival, such as guest speakers, vendor exhibits, uh, a Mothman pancake eating contest, and hayride tours. Dude, I think I would fucking love that, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun, but uh, who figured out that the Mothman loves pancakes? Well, they do pancakes at every festival, so uh, they just basically, you know, that's their claim to fame. They got the Mothman pan- pancakes. Pancakes. Pancakes, <laughs> I'm going to make you some pancakes. So you remember in 2007, there was a bridge collapse in Minnesota uh, on the I-35 bridge. There were some Mothman sightings before that happened, too. Really? Yeah. There was like three or four people that that said that they saw the Mothman in uh, basically right before it, like at the scene of the of the uh, incident. They saw the Mothman, which was also the case at the Silver Bridge in West Virginia. The Mothman was seen immediately before the disaster happened so we don't know if this guy's bad or good or whatever he's just a harbinger yeah he's just a harbinger that's kind of the that's the creepiest part about it for me is that there hasn't been any attacks from the mothman he just shows up and fucked up shit happens oh yeah you know another mothman incident uh from the first one was uh in mexico city uh there was a swine flu outbreak that killed a shitload of people and right before the swine flu outbreak there were a ton of mothman sightings there was also a couple of bad taco trucks i think yeah well basically i think the mothman to to kind of sum up the mothman i think he's he's kind of an angel of death the harbinger of doom he is uh you know you don't want to you know, if you're ever broken down on the side of the road and you see the fucking Mothman, just like curl up in a ball, hide under a tree. You know, mm-hmm. don't uh, don't make any get, sudden moves. Don't yeah, get grab any sharp implements or anything like that. Mm-hmm. This guy causes final destination situations to happen mm. and sequels. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, the other thing we we had talked about doing uh, to kind of add to the breadth and depth of this thing that we do. Um, uh, we are going to have Josh, uh, our buddy Josh, start doing some kind of, um, well, they're not really man-in-the-street interviews. They're just one-on-one interviews with people, right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we're going to send them out and let them talk to some of the local eccentrics, right? Yeah, yeah. Just talk to them. And I, and I think, uh, again, it, it's probably going to play on whatever that topic is we're talking about each week. And now, fun talk time with people who know stuff and tell me things, by Josh. Hi, okay, I'm Josh, and, uh, you know, with Very Dark, Very Quick, could I get your first name, ma'am? Yes, my name is Parker. Parker, yes, okay, good deal, Parker. So, I'm, I'm actually asking about uh, the Mothman. What, what do you think about the Mothman? Well, I think the Mothman's real. You, you think the Mothman is real? Yep, totally think Mothman is real. Okay, and uh, so how do you, uh, how do you feel about the Mothman? Like, if you if you ever saw the Mothman, what would be your initial reaction? Uh, my initial reaction would probably be some trepidation because I don't know how the Mothman like feels about people. This a quick follow up feeling would be like excitement because I've just seen Mothman. Yeah, you just saw the Mothman. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, good deal. And uh, so I'm, uh, you know, I think that's actually what we're doing this interview for is so that maybe we can get people's reactions to the Mothman out for the Mothman here. So if you if you have a shout-out, maybe something you'd want to say to the Mothman? Yeah, Mothman, do you. Like, be free. Enjoy who you are. Don't be afraid of that. 
Good deal. Thank you. And uh, actually, one, one more question. If, uh, if you had an opportunity to go on a date with the Mothman, would you take that opportunity? Oh, man, I'd have to say no. I'm already happily uh, in a relationship with another cryptid. Oh, oh, congratulations. Is it, uh, it, does it happen to be Sasquatch? Like, who, who are you with, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, no, it's not Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Too, too much hair? Too much hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Ah, gotcha. You heard it here first with Parker. Thank you so much. Hi, yes, ma'am. I'd like to ask you about the, uh, the Mothman, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think about the Mothman? Um, I think he should be president. What? You, you would vote for the Mothman to be president. He's just trying to lead us to the light. I, I see what you did there. That was a She's very clever. <laughs> just, just trying to lead us to the light. Good deal. And uh, what, what, what party do you think the Mothman would be? Libertarian. Mm, okay, libertarian, libertarian. Yeah, and it, it seems like that's. It seems like a lot of people here actually believe that the Mothman would be libertarian, and uh, happy about that. Good deal. And um, do you? Uh, do you believe anything uh, negative that people have been saying about the Mothman? No, it's all just negative propaganda. They don't want to be president, so of course the right and left are going to attack the middle, so I don't believe any of it. Mm, mm, very, very strong words, very strong words. And uh, have you ever been to West Virginia? Yes. How did you, did you ever see the Mothman while you were in West Virginia? I did. He's actually quite social. Oh, good deal. And uh, what what did you and the Mothman do in your interactions? We played D&D. Oh, good deal. What what kind of a character did he play as in D&D? What was his alignment? What was his race? I'm curious. Um, he was a barbarian gnome. Um, he was chaotic evil. Uh, but he said it was a very big stray from what he's used to. Hmm, good deal. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Uh, especially for the fact that, uh, you know, the Mothman is generally, you know, human-sized, uh, you know, five, six foot tall. Uh, so, you know, that's at least so I hear. So I hear. Um, and he's also very meek, according to you. Is that is that not correct? Um, I mean, he's just your average guy trying to make it in the world. Um, his favorite song is What If God Was One Of Us. Um, he's really big on things like Rick and Morty, but, you know, he's a real giving soul. <laughs> really giving soul. And if you had anything you could say to the Mothman right now, what would it be? Uh... What up, Harold? Um, I'll see you uh, next month for D&D and T. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Oh, and uh, your first name. I, f- I forgot to ask, ma'am. Lula. Thank you, Lula. And, and uh, you, you heard it first here with Lula about the Mothman. Thank you. Okay, so um, I'm here with, uh, with uh, could you say your first name, please? Just first name. Nick. Nick. Hi, Nick. Uh, yes, so I'm actually here with uh, Very Dark Very Quick. Going to ask you a couple of questions if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, sure. Good deal. Uh, actually, going to ask about uh, the Mothman. Do you know about the Mothman? Uh, I know he's half moth, half man, half crocodile, and half Australian. Okay, that's that's a lot of halves there. But uh, um, okay, thank you very I think much. He actually works in fifths, but I don't know. Right, right. Okay. Um, good deal. So, what do you, how do you feel about the Mothman uh, with, with all of his uh, his half fits I think he needs to I think he needs to go back to Mothman land and get out get out of this here America because we don't have time for that okay so you you are aware that he's been he's been sighted in uh, West Virginia and that's that's kind of like known as the home for the Mothman uh, 
wouldn't it be safe to assume that that might actually be where the Mothman people are from? Um, aside from Australia, you, you had mentioned Australia. No, he's he's not American, so he can't be from a he's a he's a moth he's a Mothman, and he's he's part Australian as I, as I as I as I mentioned earlier. So yes, you, you said he was a half of a or a fifth or something along the lines of that. I think it works in sevenths actually. Okay, we're just uh, kind of kind of going on with the the numbers here. Okay, um, so do you have have you heard any stories about the Mothman? What what do you know about the Mothman aside from aside from his half man, half moth, half uh, crocodile, half Australian, which, I, does that mean you don't think that Australians are people? Is that, is that kind of where you're going with that? Well, I know that they're not American. That's that's true, they're Australian. Okay. Um, but as for the story of the Mothman, I, it, I hear it goes that he influences people and higher power to, to do his bidding and go into sewers and feed alligators until they... They become immortal, and then they're going to take over the world. And he also scares people while they're driving, so that ain't right. So uh, that, That's true. And uh, by chance, uh, do you believe the Earth is uh, flat or round? I think it's actually sort of a trapezoidal prism. Um, and then uh, Odin is on the bottom, uh, and he rules all the different um, parts of the trees of Earth. You know, if you got some time, I want to talk to you about uh, our good... Uh, Lord and Savior Cthulhu sometime. I think that's all the time we have for this uh, this interview, Nick. I greatly appreciate that. Hey, yeah, no problem, man. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, bye. Any, any last words uh, for the Mothman? No comment. No comment for the Mothman. All right, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm sitting here with, uh, what, what's your name? Brandon. Don't fucking use your last name. Jesus. Man. Okay, okay. All right, hey, yeah, so uh, I'm... I'm with uh, I'm Josh. I'm with uh, Very Dark, Very Quick, and I'm gonna ask you, uh, uh, what what do you think about the Mothman? The who? The Mothman. I don't I don't know what that is. You don't you don't know who the Mothman is? I don't know who the Mothman do you, is. Do you, how do you feel about a man-sized moth? I think it should die. You, you think the Mothman should die? Yes. Okay. Why Why do you think the Mothman should die? Because uh, I'm pro-humanist. Pro-humanist. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I, I think uh, I think that's all the questions I had. You you heard it here first, Brandon. Uh, beep. Not not using last names. Uh, just just pro-humanist and uh, thinks the Mothman should die. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. You can say goodbye if you want now. No, 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 I, I, are you gonna buy something? <laughs> that's okay. We're done here. Hi. Uh, I'm I'm here to ask you about uh, what you think about the Mothman. I think it's fantastic. You think the Mothman is fantastic? Absolutely. Okay. What do you What do you know about the Mothman? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Okay. Well, um, that's great. I appreciate that. And uh, what's What's your first name? Jonathan. Jonathan. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first with uh, with Jonathan. Jonathan. Excuse me. Uh, thinks the Mothman is uh, great, fantastic. And uh, how How would you feel about the Mothman if he ever um, came to your window when you were sleeping? Terrified but pleased. Terrified but pleased. That's that's good. Okay, and what if what if he started knocking on your window, like very lightly, like like, like little like little uh, like tap like that, like that? How, how would you feel about that? I'd wave at him. Feel happy. I'd feel happy. Wave at him. Feel happy. Okay, that's good. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan. I uh, hope you uh, get a tap on your window tonight. Yep. That would please me greatly. Good.
Okay, and uh, I'm here with, uh, what'd you say your name was again, sir? Tom Jemlin Jagerson. Okay, we, we, I'm just going to go ahead and call you by your first name. Uh, Jacob. Oh, okay, yeah, again, no no need for, for last names. Uh, let's, let's keep this. Anyway, uh, yeah, so what do you feel about the Mothman? Have you heard of the Mothman, first of all? Yeah, I know the Mothman. Uh, not my favorite cryptid, I'll be honest with you. Oh, so so he's a cryptid. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, yeah, tell yeah. tell me tell me what you know about the Mothman. Um, just basic stuff. Not not anything really important. I know that people consider him like similar to like the Jersey Devil and Bigfoot and stuff. But honestly, those are way more interesting to me than the Mothman. The Mothman. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you do you consider the Mothman good, bad, or how, how do you feel neutral? I feel like I feel like Mothman. I I feel like he's probably like a nice guy. Yeah, you think he's you think misunderstood? He's yeah, misunderstood. Yeah, okay. Mothman's probably a good dude. Mothman's probably a good deal. And uh, what what about all the uh, the allegations of all the the negative happenings after uh, seeing the Mothman? What what do you have to say about those? No, I think it's all a bunch of hype. I don't believe that Mothman would do anything to hurt anybody. I think that he's a kind soul that just got mixed up in a bad place. You know, like they used to say in Native American folklore that if you see a Bigfoot, it's a bad sign. But really, I think he's just a quiet person like the Mothman. And they they just want to be left alone. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. And uh, if you if you had anything uh, to say to the Mothman, if you if you met the Mothman, what would it what would it be? Hey, man, uh, you keep you keep doing you start spooking, you know. Don't don't spook me, but keep on spooking. There we go. We, we heard it first from uh, uh, Tom uh, Jacob Jingle Hyman J- Jager 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 Smith. Uh, his name is my name too. All right. Thank you very much. Ah, a lot of a lot of fucking weird people with their weird ass opinions about the fucking Mothman. Hello, and uh, can you say your name real quick? My name is uh, Josh. I'm here with Very Dark Very Quick, and what's what's your name? Curry Games. Curry Games. Good deal. Okay, and uh, we're here uh, right next to a dumpster outside. Uh, it's uh, pretty dark outside. and uh, Pretty pretty stinky, but pretty. We'll, 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 we'll get it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, yes. Uh, so, yes, Curry. Uh, is, is it okay if I just call you Curry? Absolutely. Okay, yes, Curry. All right, so uh, I actually wanted to know, uh, have you heard of the Mothman? I have not heard of the Mothman. You've not heard of the Mothman? He's uh, he's from West Virginia. What is a Mothman? Mothman's half moth, half man. Uh, some say he's also uh, half alligator and half Australian, and that might go into fits or sevens. But don't don't worry about that. That's that's just things I've heard from other <laughs> other people. He's also friends with uh, uh, Killjoy. Killroy. Uh, Killroy. 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 <laughs> yeah. Killroy was here. Yeah. Killroy. All right. All right. This, some of the things I've heard tonight uh, some, right, right. from some people. Um, but yeah, so uh, basically what, what uh, people say about the Mothman is that he will see, if, if you see the Mothman, it usually is like a sign of a bad omen. Um, and a lot of people are for him or against him. They believe that that is the case and not the case. Uh, how, how do you feel? Uh, just now hearing about the Mothman, what are, you have any, any first impressions? Well, it would be interesting to meet the Mothman. Honestly, I've never seen a creature like it, so I would definitely love to come face-to-face with it, um, for sure. For sure. Okay, and what would, you, what would be your first question for the Mothman? 
I'd ask him, so how are the uh, scythes doing on your body? The, the scythes? Does it have scythes? Um, uh, it could. I don't know, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, like you know, scythes? Oh, you're talking, you're talking like a, like a praying mantis. Right. Okay, yeah, you're doing praying mantis hand motions. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, standing in the back of the alleyway with a dumpster <laughs> and this, uh, this guy, he's, okay, good deal. Um... <laughs> So I mean, if he okay, so if he had regular hands, or if he had like little tiny arms, like uh, how would how would that weird you out at all? Like, what would your what would your reaction be to that if he tried to shake you your hand with his little hand? It would be weird. It it would be totally weird, but I would be down for it. I mean, like I said, I'm always looking for the next interesting thing, and to be able to see a Mothman would kind of be incredible. To be honest, I've never seen it. I would love to meet a Mothman. I, I just don't. I hope it's not dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. And uh, what if what if the Mothman? So it being a moth, usually they like eat clothing. What would you? Uh, how would you? How do you feel about that if he started like just chewing on clothes? <laughs> well, well, uh, it would be it would be an experience. I mean, I'd be butt naked, but you know, feed the hungry, as they say. Um, I'm, I feel comfortable with my body, so willingly I would give it my clothes. Maybe not Spider Man shirt, but you know clothes for sure absolutely well he might actually be afraid of your spider-man shirt considering <laughs> he's a moth so I, I think you might be good there maybe you might eat around the spider-man or something yeah yeah I, I i can i can see that but definitely it would be an interesting sight to run into the mothman for sure and you'd you'd be butt naked with the mothman you'd you'd hang out with the mothman butt naked could you say that for me or how would you how would you phrase that <laughs> your your interactions if you if you were with the mothman he ate your clothes what would you? What would be happening after that? <laughs> well, um, me and the Mothman would become one because um, the Mothman's kind of naked, and uh, I'd be kind of naked as well. So my junk would be out to the world. I mean, he has like a like. How does he look exactly? Does he have a thing at the back? You know. Uh, oh, that's that's his abdomen, and uh, I mean, if he's gonna be a moth and a man, I'd imagine that it, you know that abdomen would actually be part of his you know man abdomen. Endostructure, got it, got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. so me and the Mothman will be completely naked. It'll be a new experience. I mean, like I said, I'm comfortable with my body, so I don't mind showing my body off to the world. I mean, now I don't know if uh, anyone's got a penis problem, but uh, it it'd be it'd be <laughs> it'd be a weird experience. But uh, I, you know what? I dig it. I dig it. You dig it, and uh, you you wouldn't be upset or bothered by a Mothman Mothman penis. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you regain your composure okay. after, that, after that after that question. <laughs> Mothman penis. Mothman. <laughs> that'd be that'd be like weird to to look at, but like I said, we're all men. We have penises. Uh, seeing a moth penis, it would be. <laughs> I'm not gay, but it would be interesting, you know. Um, absolutely. <laughs> this is great. Would Would you go gay for the Mothman? <laughs> Um, it's not human gay. It'd be moth gay. <laughs> you killing me over here. Um, I would absolutely go gay for the Mothman. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Curry Games would go gay for the Mothman. He would. <laughs> he would go Mothman gay. Thank you so much, uh, Curry. Appreciate it. And uh, if you had any any last words for the Mothman, uh, if he was listening to this, what would you what would you say to him? 
Um, I would say that the Mothman is love, Mothman is life. Unless his penis uh, comes to life, then you're screwed. But um, it would be very, <laughs> very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Please tell your friends and neighbors about us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Music by Fish Hands. Check him out on bandcamp.com. Math man. <laughs> it's math man. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.